1: awards and let's look at the favorites right now in the national league we have sandy alcantara at five to one corbin burns five to one as well verlander six to one and max scherzer eight to one followed by spencer schreider of the braves the the rookie phenom at nine to one and Aaron nola 12 to one so Jenks, we see the favorites in front of us do you like anybody from the favorites or are you going off the board a little bit
0: man i think when i was looking at this earlier and this is certainly more of your area of expertise to me but i like spencer strider at nine to one just because of the value i mean he was so good at the end of last year he was good all season long but he got better and now i don't want to say any of these other pitchers have maxed out but Spencer Strider has a higher ceiling because he's so much younger, and he, he he's not the veteran that Alcantara is, or that Scherzer is, or Verlander. I mean, all these guys in the National League, most every person on this list is a veteran pitcher who has gotten it done over multiple seasons, with the exception of Spencer Strider. So there are bigger names on this list. And I understand why those guys are favorites, but they also have shorter numbers. So at nine to one and for a Braves team, Chelsea, that you know is going to win a lot of baseball games. I think that's your best value.
1: Yeah. How much do you think wins matter? Because I think last year you could argue the fact that Sandy Alcantara won the award despite the Marlins being a terrible team. So maybe right. wins don't matter as much as you would think if you have the dominant stuff. And then that's the other question. Do you think Sandy Alcantara can repeat? I feel like it's a very tough feat to sit there and not only, you know, have a great season, but nobody else can be more dominant than you because we've seen it in years past where guys have had incredible seasons. It's just somebody is just a tick better. We saw it the year where it was Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander going back and forth, and it was Verlander that won it, despite Garrett Cole having a fantastic season as well. So do you think it's, you know, bettable that Sandy Alcantara could repeat
0: No, I think that's one of those factors that you have to take into account. And there's no question his talent, but it is so difficult. Like you mentioned, it's so difficult to win in back-to-back seasons. And also, you make a really good point about whether or not wins and losses matter. But I think the reason why it matters to me is that if it's close, it's more of a tiebreaker, I think. If you Mm -hmm. have two pitchers where, look, the numbers are very similar, but one team is winning much more than the other, then maybe that's the one thing that helps you – win your bet because your bet or your pitcher is the guy playing for the team that has won more games but but you are right in that it's the numbers especially when it comes to this award that matters the most but if you're talking about an award that could be really close when you have this much talent we could see really no numbers from a lot of these guys and i think maybe that's one thing that makes me lean in strider's direction but to your point yeah Alcantara winning back to back. He could do it. The talent is there, but that's so, that's just extremely difficult to pull off.
1: For sure. And especially at that number, because if it was longer odds, maybe, but you're only getting five to one. So maybe you wait a little bit and see kind of how the season goes, mm-hmm. see if maybe he can make up some ground. But I think in the National League, it's pretty much wide open because all the candidates that I really like are in the American League um, mm-hmm. because. You know, some of the guys that I like are further down the list, whether it's Zach Wheeler of the Phillies or even somebody from the Padres. You Darvish has had an incredible season last year, 16-8 with a a K per nine of 9.11, because that's usually what I look at when it comes to Cy Young candidates. How many guys are they striking out and can they pitch a full season? Because number one on the list for K per nine is over in the American League. Carlos Rodon just went to the Yankees coming off a season where he was 14-8 and with 178 innings pitched. So these are some of the factors that I look for. Is there any other X factor that you think? Because another one that kind of pops up is I don't necessarily love backing guys who pitched deep into the postseason where they've had more innings to pitch because their arm's just going to be a little bit more worn down.
0: I think a couple things that I look at. Number one is, are you paying a premium on some of these guys because they're big names? So I think it's not always the case, but you know how it is. Like Shohei Otani is a perfect example. Now he's 10 to 1 to win the signing on the American League, but when it comes to MVP odds, you're always paying a premium on him because you know he's going to get a ton of bets. I also like to look at guys who maybe look really good in the second half of the season the previous year like Dylan Cease is a guy I like a lot in the American League because he was just absolutely just crushing it at the end of the year last year and he's at 9 to 1 so and and then of course the injury thing is is a real thing as well guys that are banged up or who are generally banged up on a regular basis yeah they might have a ton of talent but I really don't want to lay my money down on someone who unless I'm getting great value and that's a different argument but if you're talking about one of the favorites here and a guy who has a large injury history—that's a guy I tend to stay away from completely.
1: Yeah. So let's look at the odds board for the American League Cy Young. Jacob DeGrom is the favorite, six to one. Garrett Cole, seven to one. Dylan Cease, nine to one, and Alec Manoa, nine to one as well i was just talking about this guy carlos rodon 12 to 1 to win the al cy young i think this is somebody who maybe could be worth your money the x factor is he's now playing for the yankees and playing in a ballpark that is extremely home run friendly so maybe some of the numbers won't be quite as good because he used to play for the giants and that is more of a pitcher friendly park but still has some of the best strikeout stuff in the majors and also can go deep in games uh almost pitched 200 innings last year 178 innings pitched and it's not over that 200 threshold where I'm nervous about him repeating uh this Mm -hmm. season who catches your eye in the American League I know you like Dylan Cease is he the only one
0: probably Cease I I love to watch Jacob DeGrom but there's no way when you talk about injuries like he's six to one. He's your favorite. But I'm gonna put money on him. No thanks. What was it? He showed up for spring training, Chelsea, and I know he's getting the start on opening day. But did he show up for spring training for the Rangers and immediately started having like tightness in his chest or rib cage or something? Like when you're already, this season hasn't even started. You've had a whole off-season. To get right, and you show up, and you have an injury history, and already your your body's sort of fighting against you. Like that's exactly someone I don't want to place money on. Garrett Cole is is certainly good, but I've been burned by him before. I, I love Cease at nine to one. I don't mind Alec Manoa at nine to one either. I don't know what it is about the Blue Jays, but he's just been quietly being one of the best pitchers in baseball for a couple of years now. So value wise, those are the two guys I would focus on.
1: Yeah, and I think you get a touch more value on Carlos Rodon because he is coming off an injury and because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there is some concern there. I think Christian Javier is another guy that has electric stuff, playing for a great team, has a great defense behind him, 18-1. to Shane McClanahan is interesting at 12-1 to because he has great strikeout, strikeout stuff too. But also, the Rays are known for putting limits on their starting pitchers. So that's the only question mark I'd have because that was the big debate when Blake Snell won it was, did he pitch enough innings? Because I think that was the year he had an ERA like below two or like something mm-hmm. crazy like that. But the Rays don't really have a super long leash when it comes to their starter. So maybe that's the sabotage factor for Shane McClanahan. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the Beck QL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.